Hey, and welcome to Process, a podcast where we have honest conversations about what it takes to manage the ups and downs of the creative journey. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. My guests today are Catherine Lavery and Alan Brower, the folks behind the latest Kickstarter success, The Self Journal, which is a powerful yet simple daily planner to help you structure your day, enjoy your life, and reach your goals quicker than you thought possible. Now, it's amazing that this duo... They asked for $15,000 to make the self-journal happen, and instead they received over $322,000. Talk about a crowdfunding success. I'm going to ask Catherine and Alan why they think their project made it big on Kickstarter and how the entire process of making the self-journal has felt. Is crowdfunding as easy and amazing as it seems? Let's find out. Alan, Catherine, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us here. First of all, I think it's wonderfully apt that we're having this conversation as the year winds down because I bought a self-journal and I can't wait to start the next year with it. So tell me a little bit about what led the both of you to creating this entity's best self and creating the journal. Uh, Well, part of it was Alan and I were accountability partners, so we'd been trying to do things with entrepreneurship and trying to you know, start something. And we had, we had other businesses, but we figured along the way, as we started to improve as people and like develop ourselves better, that we became more successful. So we basically just researched, did a ton of research on, you know, successful people, what they do best, um, what, you know, productivity things they do, how they focus and sort of just used it ourselves and things started to work out. And then we wanted to create like a product for ourselves so that we could easily follow these principles without, you know, creating like the same framework every day. So that's where it started. Uh, Wait, how did you find each other? We met through a, an online software startup. Pretty much it was an online community called The Foundation. And it teaches, aspi- yeah, it teaches aspiring entrepreneurs how to become entrepreneurs with no idea, no uh, background in entrepreneurship, uh, and essentially start a software business. So we met, uh, actually Alan and I, we ended up randomly on a mastermind call with a few other people. And Alan and I just, you know, Alan, I knew straight away, he like takes action and he hustles. And I was like, I need to have this person keeping me accountable every day. So we sort of became accountability partners where in the morning we'd be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then in the evening, you know, or the next day, we'd be like, did you get it done? And, you know, we would call each other out, you know. I was like, why didn't you get this done? What are you doing? Why did you procrastinate? So it started off like that. Mm -hmm. So what, how far into this process did you meet, like, in person for the first time? I think there was, like, a a group meetup for, like, the local area and... I think it was a few months in. Yeah, a couple months in. I mean, I ask because it's a very curious co-founder story. So, sure. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of listeners have heard about the foundation. I actually have a friend who worked. I'm not sure who still works there, but has been involved in foundation for a while. So, Who's your friend? Uh, his name is Daniel. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Reifenberger, yeah. right? Exactly. I was going to say, please don't make me say his last name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah he's I don't different. even know if I said it right, so hopefully he doesn't hear <laughs> He's the best. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm very curious about, and that's very cool that, that you guys met that way. 
I'm curious about what drew you to the written page, to a physical journal, because back in the day when I had my own uh, web design and development company down here in Nicaragua, I worked with a company that I eventually actually interviewed the founder for the podcast as well. They have a fitness journal and she's in love with the physical page, like the written page, the book of, you know, the act of writing and how that influences people and what they achieve. So I'm curious about your journey with the physical journal that now is the self-journal. Yeah. So I, I actually started with, uh, with the five-minute journal as my first way into writing you know, goals and reflecting and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and then I would transition over to my phone, which had like my daily planners, and I used several different versions of like to-do lists and this and that, but I never really stuck to one. So I knew that I needed a, a physical journal. To, or a physical day planner and why did I use one was because I was using so many apps for different things so like I was running my digital marketing consultancy Catherine and I were running our business together she was doing her thing uh, and it was just hard to keep everything organized in one place that I could easily glance down at and like look rather than pulling out my phone and getting sidetracked or whatnot and I just wanted to like a place where I had everything, my goals, uh, a quote, uh, I, I what I'm grateful, grateful for. Yeah, and that, I was going to say the gratefulness and, is a beautiful uh, part yeah, of the and, journal. And, that, and that's what I started with. And it had pretty much the same uh, feel of the self-journal, but it was just a, a makeshift. You know, I, I built it for myself. And Catherine had her own version, and I'll let her describe what hers was and why she did that. Yeah, I remember Alan showing me his, I think it was like a like a moleskin or something where he would write every day like, okay, 6 a.m. to, you know, 10 p.m. or whatever and write in his things and then the goals. And, and I think writing your goal, like I read so many places that the actual physical act of writing something done just connects to your brain differently than like typing into an app. And I'm also, I have like so many productivity apps, you know. It's crazy, but again, I don't stick with them, and I like writing things down. I like crossing things off when they come out, and I also, these apps where it just becomes like a to-do list, but it's like, what are you doing that's actually leading somewhere? So instead of you just like crossing things off every day and doing busy work, like what is the end goal? And so when you set a goal, and you know, an end goal, and then work your way back, it's like, what tasks do I have to do today to really get to this end goal? So I think it's just being conscious of like where you're going and not just falling into this like habit of being busy for the sake of it and then you know everything you know being grateful for what you have that was something and then I myself am like really like my biggest critic pretty much and so I used to write these to-do lists that were they were just like epic and I would write them to get them done in one day and then I would end the day and of course like I'm not a superhuman so I wouldn't get them done and then I would just feel bad about myself, even though I'd worked all day and I had still got stuff done, but I just hadn't like got everything on the list done. So that was another thing that I wanted is like, I want to have like three main things to get done. And then at the end of the day, I want to write the wins of the day. So like, what did I achieve that was really good? So instead of thinking, oh, I didn't get this stuff done. It's like, what did I get done? What am I proud of that I did today? And just like flipping that on its head has been a big change for me. And just help me 
feel better about myself and, you know, what I'm accomplishing every day. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's kind of like incorporating coaching, but coaching yourself. And, I, and I've experienced a lot of that in my own like morning rituals or stuff. And whenever I try, I do the gratefulness and I, ha- I keep like a normal, just a text document where I just write the date and then one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it just keeps going. I'm like, and the baby slept 12 hours. It was amazing. I'm so grateful. And <laughs> sometimes you just can't stop at three, you know, there's so many things. And then other days it's like, I'm grateful for my bad mood because it reminds me that good moods are awesome. I don't know. Like you're just <laughs> trying to spin something. Sure. Um, yeah. But I'm curious about whether or not or how, you know, these rituals that are obviously so important to both of you have impacted the process of creating this, you know, this entity like with best self and the journal and the crowdfunding, has it made it smoother? Has it made each of you, I mean, you're already accountability partners. So I can imagine you're being like, Hey, Alan, you owe me this task. Um, but, but has it I made say that it kind of time. like, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> oh, but, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> a little more, a little easier because I know that entrepreneurship, it's such a roller coaster. So how sure. have these rituals helped both of you well, bring this to life together? That's a great question, and I think uh, I think we both had our own systems in place to hold ourselves accountable. Because at being entrepreneurs, you know, there's no one looking over your shoulder, there's no one giving you the time, the deadlines to get things done. It's yourself at the end of the day pushing yourself forward. And at the end of the day, when you can reflect back and make sure that all right, I completed everything that needed to get done today in order to get me to the next level or get to where I want to be in life. It's, it, it brings, uh, that responsibility to yourself where, where is always. So it's almost like your self, uh, accountability partner without, without the external accountability partner. I think one of the things I like about it is that it's sort of, because some days, I mean, you wake up, you're not motivated sometimes you're even though you have a lot of stuff to do sometimes it's overwhelming how much stuff you have to do so I wanted something that almost like okay I follow this structure and I will get somewhere in the end like I don't almost sometimes want to think I'm like okay these are this is the goal that I laid out this is sort of what I know I have to do even though it's going to be like some days it's just like a grind to get through but you just have to you just have to do it and I just I'm like, okay, I'm just following this framework and, you know, it worked. And we did for the journal, actually, for the Kickstarter, like Alan and I had a goal, you know, we set, we actually used our prototype for the self-journal, the only one that we had. And we wrote like what the goal for the crowdsourcing was. And so every day we, were, we knew what our goal was and we had like what Napoleon Hill talks about and thinking we're rich, he says, you know, we have this definite purpose and we knew that every day. It's like, okay, this is our goal. And we ended up hitting it and it was just amazing. So I think the fact that we both knew what our goal was the whole time, every day when we woke up and we're writing it down, that was like a really big deal for us. And now we try to do it with like, okay, what's the next big goal and what's the next big goal? I mean, one at a time, but that's what we will keep doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Kickstarter must have been an incredible high. I know that, that there's so much work that went into it even before you even launched it. And I, and I read this, an article about all of this on Noah Kagan's uh, site. So I'm aware of all of the, the stuff that went into it. And I'll link to that post in the, in the show notes. But 
I'm curious how you have dealt with those highs and lows just because they can get in an entrepreneur's way. Like you said, like every, it can be a daily grind. So Mm -hmm. how do you kind of piece together the highs? I mean, do you, is it still kind of a shock to you that, that it was incredibly funded? Like it wasn't just like, oh, it was funded. This thing blew up. Yeah. Is that still something that provides a lot of motivation or is that kind of something that you expected because of all of the groundwork that you put in? Well, uh, as Catherine said, that we had our own internal goal that we wanted to reach. And for transparency, that goal, our internal goal was 200000 which was uh, like, I mean, our, our funding goal was 15, but for Alan and I, we didn't really tell many people because anyone that we did tell, they were like, really, you think you can do that? But we're like, no, right. this is what I remember. I told my dad and he was like, he was like, yeah, maybe someday. And I'm like, no, dad, like this is happening. <laughs> like today, like in four days, I need the 200. Yeah. I was like, no, we're, we're doing this. And uh, it's just, it's funny now. But um, yeah, that, I mean, that was our goal and it was, you know, I think the highs and lows is more like some days I'm low and then some days Alan's low and we were, you know, usually we can tell and we sort of pick the other person up. But, you know, once you have a Kickstarter, it's like you, you have to move forward. You have to fulfill, like we set a delivery date. So there hasn't really been much downtime since the Kickstarter ended. The, the couple of days after it, we were just, because we were on a high for so long, like as soon as it ended, it was just, it was like we finally breathed and realized how exhausted we were. And so I, I got physically sick. I think Catherine got physically sick. Like <laughs> I had like a, a two day head cold or a, a two week head cold and like yeah. two full days where I couldn't get out of bed just because I was so, <laughs> so exhausted. At the end of the campaign, I was, you know, already getting sick and, you know, just dragging my, myself out because, you know, this is the last few days and I was like, I have, you know, I don't have time to be sick right now. And even though I was feeling terrible, you know, you just have to see things through to the end. Um, it's to be expected. I mean, I think it would be strange if after all the work that you guys put in that it didn't kind of catch up to you. So what happens after an incredible Kickstarter success ends and the campaign ends? How does that, what happens next? And I'm pretty sure there's still stuff happening because I keep getting emails from you guys. We're like, we're leaving China. Uh, I mean, well, the journals are and stuff like that. So it sounds like a lot. And first of all, I mean, I'm appreciative of all that stuff. But at the same time, I sometimes feel for you. I'm like, wow, still isn't over for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's actually, you know, the Kickstarter, as hard as it is, once the fulfillment hits, because you have, you know, thousands of people with expectations and, you know, it's difficult to manage those expectations because we're on track right now, but we still get emails from people or like, you know, what's going on? I expected this journal already. And it's like, it's really difficult because you don't want to let anyone down. So we've, you know, I've been, uh, you know, handling the production side of things and up most, you know, most nights talking to the suppliers, making sure that the shipment was on time, like, we had like a emergency shipment situation the last in the last day where for some reason our free, we had to like fire our freight forwarder we haven't told anyone this so we had to like leg our freight forwarder go cuz they put us on this crazy extended shipment even though we said you know we need to be out for christmas so it was yeah. like 2 in the morning and the container was supposed to pick up to get on the shipment that we didn't approve 
Um, I get a phone call. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like oh, we're, we're, we're missing deadlines. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, geez. I'm like, this is not how I want to stop. You know, no, definitely. this is not how I want to start. This business is right. already like being late. So it's like the container is supposed to be picked up in three hours. And so I'm like, no, we're canceling it. And, you know, we had to pay fees or whatever. And we got on another ship so that we'll be on time for Christmas. But this was at like two in the morning and I'm trying to, you know, it's just, been it's been a little stressful so every I can time imagine and these are like the, the thing the stories that nobody i mean when when people probably come across your kickstarter they go wow lucky them right and it's yeah. like you know it's not lucky them it's it's a lot of work and i think that part of the reason why i kind of anticipated all this is because for years now i've been in touch with clay herbert who who talks about crowdfunding and teaches crowdfunding and I've kind of come into contact with his content where I'm like, mm -hmm. I expect nothing from you guys for like a few more months. I'm like, you know, I get it. This is tough. So if they're super funded, they must be inundated with work. So definitely don't think that everybody who bought one or who funded you or is expecting like, or is going to send you mean. I mean, most totally people understand. Have been like <laughs> super, super cool about it. And they, yeah. and you know, I've, I, try not to go on Kickstarter because I end up spending way too much money. So I'm currently waiting for a bunch of projects that, you know, it's like already a year in. So I know as a Kickstarter supporter, like what supporting Kickstarter really means. It means a lot of times there's delays, you know, things come up because they're a new business and a new thing and things do come up. Mm -hmm. And like, I've seen that and we've experienced that. So but we don't want to be one of them. Yeah. That's, we're trying our best. Yeah. We're like, we really want to, and we're on track right now, so we want to keep the promises that we held. And you know, as uh, and although we do have these hiccups and and these uh, these roadblocks, you know, I think uh, being creative and using our brains to figure out different solutions puts us in. You know, people at this level get these get these problems daily, and it's how you can figure out these problems. And push through them. Yeah, that hopefully, hopefully will last. Make a long-lasting business. That's Definitely. what I mm -hmm. I called it, like whack-a-mole, where it's like one problem you solve, and then another one pops up, and then you solve that one, and another one pops up, and, and then three pop up at one time. It's like oh, <laughs> and you're like, where's my other invisible co-founder? I we need three. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and I, I think that that's that. I I hope that there's less stress. I mean, the, even as these problems pop up, because as you probably will, you know, realize once they become, you know, your 50 problems in, or probably mm -hmm. none of them would have been um, so terrible, but I know how bad they feel in the moment. So, um, mm -hmm. but definitely as, as a part of the, the group that helped fund the project, I definitely appreciate all of the effort that goes into communicating. But so I'm curious Apart from the shipping and the fulfillment, what is the biggest challenge you face right now? I think so right now it's just moving beyond Kickstarter. So it's, you know, we did get a lot of funding and we're, we're actually using that money. Like we didn't take any money from it personally. We are like putting that back in the business. So it's like, what, what else do people, how can we create content or what can we create for people that's going to make filling the self journal in every day and like hitting their goals, what's going to make it easier for them. So we're trying to figure that out and we're, you know, building out a, you know, a Shopify store and then trying to get that same, you know, 
experience and vision that we, you know, we don't want it just to be a store. We want it to be an experience. So Mm -hmm. it's like everything. It's like, how do we craft the customer experience, which I am really enjoying is like, what do we want someone to feel when they open it? You know, even we want the postman that like takes the package to be like, oh, this is something different. So it's just like everything, but it's, it's really fun. It's been really good just to have the freedom to work on this. And even though we have problems, you know, they're great problems to have. Yeah. Two years ago, I would have loved these problems. <laughs> so what, I mean, would you describe right now as a, as a creative low? Or are you just literally, you're full of creative highs? I mean, it sounds like you, both of you are encountering, like you said, you have to put out fires, but at the same mm-hmm. time kind of plowing ahead with a lot of positivity. So Absolutely. I'm curious what would be a creative low? So creative low right now is like, all right, we want to move forward with the Shopify store. We want to move forward with more advertising and like um, uh, joint ventures. We've got a bunch of content that we're building, custom content to go along and supplement the journal. So we're doing all this on the back end and we really want to present it to everybody, but we're just held up because the rules and stipulations of Kickstarter are you can't sell to the general public and you can't launch to the general public until the Kickstarter backers get I mean, their get their product. Yeah, I so mean, right now we're sort of in this yeah. limbo, but it but it's a it's a good time for us to sit back and focus creatively on what our next steps are. My like so of the two of us, like uh, Alan works on like marketing and getting the stuff out there and I want to create like what else can we create that's going to help people so for me I'm but at the same time it's like I can't be working on you know another product if we haven't delivered the first one so it's just making sure that this gets out and like Alan said I don't even think it's a Kickstarter stipulation because I've seen people sell to uh, outside people with before the Kickstarter pre-orders which to me is like you know slapping the hand that feeds you or whatever um <laughs> So we do want to get, like, nobody's going to get a journal before the Kickstarter backers, but it's just getting to that next step, mm-hmm. um, but not letting anyone feel like we're not paying attention to the fulfillment side of things. Uh, but right now, I mean, the product's on a boat, so there's really nothing that we can do um, until it gets here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it looks from the, at least from the outside, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, you're confirming that it's true, that both of you are very prolific. I mean, you have all this content. You mentioned in that article that I referred to that you are now, you know, you're able to write on all of these different networks um, and websites. And all of this, there's a huge audience kind of now. So what are you doing in the meantime to reach those people because I, I read that you know you you write on Medium or you used to when you were building up to this. Um, mm-hmm. What's going on now with all of that work that was put in to building that audience? We're still uh, creating content. I think we took a break for a while during the Kickstarter because things were so full on. But that's actually in the last week or so we started working again on that mm-hmm. and creating more content. And I think more it's going to be more valuable for people to see. Okay. You know, how do you take a physical product or an idea and turn it into something? Or how do you, you know, what works with crowdsourcing and what doesn't work? And so we're sort of just going to explain things as we go along, which I think for me, I, I like to read posts like that. So that's what I enjoy writing about is as things are happening, I like to, you know, when we were building the email list for the Kickstarter, which is why I wrote that post, 
And I think people really appreciate when you can go into the details. So you're not, you know, it's not like, oh, here's the six things that you need to do to build an email list. And it's like, oh, write a blog post. You know, it's very like detailed and I love reading posts like that. So that's what we're planning to do in the future. And what I mean, like- in the very near future and like a, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. What is it like to, I mean, you mentioned a lot of things that you're working on together. What is it like to work together? What do you use? Uh, do you use, I mean, do you meet up physically or do you, is everything via Skype? Is there a lot of email or Slack happening? Tell me a little bit about your work environment. Yeah, so uh, I live in New Jersey. Uh, Catherine lives in New York. Uh, we'll normally meet up every other week or so, every three weeks, every two, three weeks, something like that strategize as far as technology, what our workflow is aside from our meetups, it's Slack, which is awesome. And actually, we were using Facebook Messenger and uh, we use Skype, and, and Skype a lot. We were using Skype a lot, but it seems that ever since we started using Slack, that everything just lives inside there, and it's so much easier to uh, to focus on projects and like figure out what's next and what's happening inside the business. What was life like before Slack, right? I know. (laughs) It's funny because I was like, oh, not another platform. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But now it's like I'm so much more productive because, you know, I use Facebook Messenger, which is just like a time suck because you end up on Facebook. So, yeah, it's I love it. Mm -hmm. I use it a lot also for um, communities. I'm not a fan of Facebook communities because of that. Like I yeah. go online to because somebody posted an important link to an article that I want to read, but then I'm looking at baby photos. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Slack for me is, is a big, it's a big win when it comes to learning communities. Do you yeah. have a newsfeed eradicator? It's a Chrome extension no. and it cuts out the newsfeed basically. So you can still be on Facebook, look at what you need to look at, but you're not, the newsfeed is just like an inspirational quote. Since I installed that, it's um, it's been a big help. And so I just recommendation. I looked that up. Yeah, it's perfect for me because, uh, like, if I'm in there creating Facebook ads or, or you know, managing uh, our page or our our productivity group, I don't get sidetracked with everyone else's stuff. I can just stay focused on what I have to do and get done. That's awesome. I think Noah Kagan. I, that's who I heard about this from. I mean, and it sounds to me that what you have created is so aligned with what you're interested in from what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Definitely. We're both freaks about <laughs> personal growth and, you know, productivity and everything. And I, I feel that as I just develop as a person, you know, success will follow just because I'm learning how to get and flow better. I'm giving, you know, leveraging my time better. So, yeah, it's... I'm like super into everything, which is why I'm like so passionate about working on it and working, you know, I don't really count it as work because I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. So okay. when I interviewed James Clear a few, I guess now a few months ago, he mentioned to me, I asked him, I was like, look, James, I have a problem with productivity. And the, the thing mm-hmm. is that you're telling us so many things that we should do. Um, not only you, I mean, the entire internet is, you know, giving us a lot of strategies and rituals and all this stuff and, and habits and whatever. Yeah. How do you remember all of it? 
And how do you like, you know, you're supposed to like drink more water. You're supposed to work out every day. You're supposed to be grateful every day. You're supposed to like all of these things that just honestly can't live in my brain at once. How do you, other than the journal, (laughs) what do you focus on that kind of guides everything else in your life? Is there like one thing he calls them like keystone habits for him? It's like, I work out three times a week and that leads to me being a better person and this and this and this and this other way. What are the Mm -hmm. keystone habits that keep both of you kind of aligned? So it's, you said it perfectly. It's how can I remember to drink water and do this and do that? Well, it's by creating habits. And the more that you create habits around things that are positive and things that are more productive, the easier it is to not have to remember it and it just becomes second nature. Uh, so therefore you are a positive or, or you are a highly productive person because you've, you've developed that habit muscle. For me, and I believe for Catherine as well, uh, starting out with a solid morning routine and figuring out what, what you like to do in your morning to best leverage your, the rest of your day. So for me, it's hitting your physical, mental, uh, spiritual, emotional self. So if I hit all, all those in the morning – the rest of my day is it, it's all downhill. So wake up, have a solid breakfast, meditate, run or the gym, reflect on what I'm grateful for, figure out uh, write what write down what I'm grateful for, write down what my goals are, and and boom, I'm off and flying because I've I've made that and flex that habit muscle enough where it just becomes second nature. I mean, it takes a while to build a habit, so it's you know for me, I just I was like, okay, well. I just wrote down what my what a great morning would be or what a great day would be. And for a while, like it wasn't, you know, fun <laughs> to be, okay, I have to do this and this and this in the morning because I was treating it like, oh, this is like a long time I'm spending on things. But then, you know, it's like, okay, I'll meditate for, you know, so long and then I'll read. And at first it was sort of, you know, it's just a lot of stuff in the morning. And now I, I just treat it like, okay, this is the stuff that, I know I need to be doing anyway, but you wake up and you're like, oh, I should start. You know, I was just in this mindset where I was like, oh, I'm wasting time. And then once I just started to enjoy the process of like getting into my day and like planning it, I realized that I was much more productive throughout the day. So I just wrote a list. And then for a month, I just did everything on that list. And then, you know, it just became habit. Whereas where now, if I don't do my morning routine, like it kind of throws off my whole day. And during the Kickstarter, that was something that I struggled with also because Kickstarter, you're so reactive in everything because you don't know what's going to happen with it. You're Mm -hmm. dealing with things all the time. You have to do updates and there's just a lot that goes into it. So in the morning, instead of like doing my morning routine, sometimes I, of course, I would like open my Kickstarter app and, you know, it went against everything that we were talking about uh, because it was in such a reactive time and it really affected my day. And then when I when the Kickstarter was over and I got back to it, I was like, okay, this, you know, I can finally like be proactive instead of, you know, reacting all the time. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I, and it hats off to both of you because I know how intense a Kickstarter can be. And obviously you, you got through it successfully, mm-hmm. but I'm curious what everybody could look forward to next. So once everybody, everybody who backed uh, the project will receive their, their journals and all this stuff. What's next with the Shopify store and all that that you told us about? Yeah, so uh, pretty much it, uh, working on the user and customer experience 
that's what's next. I mean, really it, developing we're super close on that. Yeah. Looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Really developing custom content to supplement the journal so that there's no open-ended questions like, all right, you can get the journal and you can start right away. And if you still have questions, here's some stuff to supplement uh, and break it down and distill it so you anyone can understand it. That's awesome. Uh, so, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> yeah, we're like super excited. We're creating these, you know, animation videos and stuff. I'm telling you, prolific. Like, there's all this stuff happening. It sounds like you, you de productivity doesn't sound like a problem for both of you. Let me just say that. <laughs> I mean, it used to be, but um, we're getting better mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. But That's there's still awesome. days, you know, that you just have to learn how to. It, we just call it resistance now. So, you know, I, I don't know if you read the Stephen Pressfield book about. It's so good. It's so good. I, I was just reading. I hate it. <laughs> Because it comes up and sometimes, you know, now I just re learn to recognize it, but, you know, resistance comes up all the time where, I mean, luckily, if one of us comes up for one of us, usually it doesn't hit us both on the same day, although sometimes it does. But yeah, you just need to remember that anything that's worth getting is, there's always resistance. And that's why most people don't get to see the potential that they really want to see is because resistance, help, you know, hits and they think, oh, this wasn't a good idea. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever whatever way it turns up, you procrastinate. You just have to f recognize when it's coming up and why it comes up and then just do it anyway. Yeah, I think that's something that I've experienced a lot with running, which I'm not doing now, but I used to run a lot. And I always knew that I would hit a wall. Yeah. You know? you, you, and then, then after a while, it's just like, okay, here it comes. This is the wall. And then kind of gets <laughs> I see the wall it. coming. <laughs> Air, yep, this sucks. I hate running right now. This song is not right. I'm just not feeling it. And then, like, suddenly you're on the other side of the wall and you're like, okay, it's passed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like when you're playing, do you ever play Mario Kart? And you have that oh, little yeah. ghost that when yeah. you're racing against yourself. And you're like, no, nope, pass you, ghost. Peace. <laughs> um, awesome. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I used to run on the, a few years ago, I'd run outside, but I, I don't have the, it would hurt my knees. So then, I, you know, I was running on a treadmill. And it's so boring on a treadmill, even with like music or whatever. So what I've done to counteract that is that um, like there's some TV shows that I like that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really be watching TV. But I'm like, if I'm on a treadmill, then it's like a good habit and a bad habit. So I can watch as much TV as I want as on my iPad as long as I'm on the treadmill. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so now I like, yeah, I save my, I save the shows and then I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to run for the next 45 minutes because, you know, that's how long the show is. Mm -hmm. that's awesome and I actually I mean this is all stuff I mean that book that you mentioned is like my bible right now because I'm writing right now a book for makers and every day that I'm like 1,000 words let's do this I'm like no but Facebook no <laughs> so I, I definitely am wrestling with with resistance every single day and it's it's so amazing to beat it yeah actually um I just wrote on my personal blog I wrote a post not long ago about how you know I, you know, before the, we launched the Kickstarter, I, you know, I'm looking at the journal. I'm like, oh no, this could be better because you're always trying to make it better and you're always trying to make it, you know, perfect. And if, you know, I, with anything, if one person says something, I'm like, oh my God, we have to pause this and I have to fix, fix this thing. Um, <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> luckily Alan's like, you know, get your shit together. It's, you know, this is one person out of like hundreds that says this one thing. 
But I think as a maker, there's just, you're always like trying to perfect it. And perfectionism is another form of resistance where you're comparing yourself to others, you're trying to make it perfect, which, you know, it's really difficult to make it up to the standards because you always like raise your standards and being self-critical while you have to do it to make a good product. There's also like a point where it's just resistance and it's not actually making the product better. It's just, you know, procrastination. Well, at the same time, though, I mean, honestly, and I, I don't want to sound like all fangirl on you, but the Kickstarter page that you guys designed, it looks like perfection. <laughs> it's like beautifully designed and it flows and the tears and like everything where everything that you put out publicly pretty much seems like it's just amazing. So and very polished. That's the word I was looking for. So anyway, yeah, I, I have like a problem where Alan will be like, let's put this on. And I'm like, hold on, I got to get this font sorted out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I feel, wait I feel a second. bad for Alan sometimes. And, and no, you know, it's all I, good because I could and and it's teaching me to be more more conscious with uh, uh, with what's going out because I'm I'm like the go 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 like it just who cares who cares like get get it out there like uh, if we wait any longer the time's gonna uh, we're gonna miss this opportunity or like this and that and like Catherine's like wait hold on let me let me tweak this a little bit and like. She's more methodical with uh, with everything, so it's a nice uh, it's like a balance of there. like quantity versus and quality, mm-hmm. um, and where they meet. But but yeah, so like I said, my hats off to both of you. I'm looking forward to receiving the journal. I definitely um, sent the link to like a, a bazillion of my peeps who I know like productivity. So I know they're looking forward to it as well. And I was like, oh, I'm interviewing them. They're like, no way. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Yeah, Whenever sure. uh, we'll do something cool for your listeners and stuff, I'm going to say this and then Alan's going to make a page or something. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> where we can do something cool for, for the people that listen. All right. Thank you so I'll, much. I'll just be like, uh, okay, bestself.co slash, you know, process. Alan, make it up. <laughs> well, Alan, I appreciate, I appreciate Catherine for your idea and Alan for, for making that for us. So. I, I really, you know, had talked to you and I, I, I look forward to using it. That's the most important, I think, for me, for, uh, for everybody who's going to receive it to like put it into practice. So it's, it's awesome to hear the story of, you know, how it, it came from, it basically was designed by what helped you. And that's, that's the best testimonial that you'll ever, you know, kind of dream of. So thanks for being on the show and thanks for giving us, you know, kind of a behind the scenes and what it's really like to create a Kickstarter that blows up because I know how much work it is. So yeah, thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. And uh, again, we appreciate your support. And yeah, if if your audience is listening right now, if you want to shoot a text to self journal at four, four, two, 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 We'll give you the self-journal, a downloadable PDF copy, and a bunch of other resources, productivity hacks, morning routine examples, and how to start habits immediately. So That was quick. Wow. I know. It's magic, right? (laughs) It's like magic. I want an Allen. (laughs) I know. It's the the best part because I get caught up in this technical stuff. Actually, a lot of people that back the Kickstarter have been using the PDF, and that's like the coolest thing is that they're like, it's already changed my life, and... That's the coolest thing is they haven't even got the like the real physical thing yet. So that's awesome. Y- you know, it's really cool. That's yeah, really cool. That, I love seeing those emails come in. I'm like, 
yes. <laughs> Those are the best. I copy, I copy them to Alan. He's like, yeah, I already saw them. You know, we share this. <laughs> we share this inbox. Um, I actually like screenshot when I get emails from listeners or from readers or whatever, and I'll put them in a, a little folder on my Dropbox, and I call it like feel good box. And oh, I don't always remember, but when resistance hits, when it's more like self doubt rooted resistance, I'll definitely hit like that folder and be like, somebody believes in me. This is oh. working for somebody. Let's keep pushing, you know? So, yeah. anyways, yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. You heard it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Alan and Catherine, founders of Best Self and creators of the wildly successful Self Journal. And thanks to both of them for that little freebie they gave us at the end. By the way, you can find links to everything we mentioned throughout the show, including their project, over at www.process.show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. I'm Marcinator over on Twitter. And I'd be really grateful if you could pop on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. I'll be back next Friday with the next episode of Process and more on managing the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela, your host, and this was Process. Process.